Lakes Area Radio Theater has been producing old-time and contemporary radio stories for more than 10 years from our studio in Alexandria, Minnesota. Check out our website, lakesareatheater.com, to learn more. Too Bright, the book light that's illegal in five states and the District of Columbia presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. There's a million readers in the Naked City. My job, keep the books they read clean. And by clean, I mean without smudges, fingerprints, or cookie crumbs embedded in the binding. It's impossible in the best of the times, and unthinkable the rest of the times. But it's a living, and it's who I am, Lance Manley. We'll be back to Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, have you ever considered the possibility that your neighbors are laughing at you? That those sidelong looks at your yard as they walk by or the half-smile, half-smirk directed your way at some block party or Christmas gathering might really represent a deep-seated disrespect for your taste, your home, your political views. Do you spend long nights at a second-story window with binoculars keeping watch on the neighbor's house just because? Then you might be a too-bright man. Yes, too bright. The book light that you can see from space understands that compensating for something cannot be done in half measures. So we ensure that our products, in addition to bringing the words of your favorite book, periodical, or pamphlet leaping off the page in perfect white-hot legibility, can also blind your enemies in the event of a quick getaway or preemptive strike. Now available strictly via mail order, Too Bright comes in three models. The Eisenhower clamp-on model, the Nixon floor standing, and the John Birch shoulder-mounted tactical unit. Send $3 for your free catalog to Catalog 3 Castro Boulevard, Casa del Loco, Cuba. Do it now before they find out. And now back to Lance Manley, Library Detective. In a tiny alcove high above the stacks of the public library, a frosted glass door keeps evildoers at bay and bibliophiles fingering the stacks in safety. For on the other side of that glass, sitting behind a battered oak desk, is the cop of cataloging, the shamus of the stacks, the dick of Dewey Decimals, Lance Manley, library detective. In all the reading rooms and all the back stacks in all the world, there's one thing every spine slimer fears above all, the vandal. Sometimes it's just a kid with crayons adding eyeglasses to Curious George and the Lorax. Other times it can be a misguided intellectual writing criticism in the margins of the latest science book the New York Times pegged as accessible. Whatever the case, vandals are boogeymen to librarians. Most of the time their unholy work can be undone with a gummy racer and a little elbow grease. But not this time. This time was different. It all started for me when I saw a shadow cross my frosted glass door. Manly, what's the meaning of this? It was the boss lady, Effie Standish, head librarian and one tough cookie. We had a begrudging respect for each other, born of necessity. She had to keep the dark forces away from her books, and I had to keep my bank account above water, if only just. Well, Manly, you gonna take all day? Sorry, boss, I had to finish the narration. Explain this. What, the book you threw on my desk? Looks like a hardback James Patterson. What's the beef? Open it. I don't get it. You don't, eh? 
Well, that's funny, since I was under the impression you were supposed to be security around here. Cripes. Boss, the entire book has been... Ruined! Replaced. Every page covered in whiteout. You don't say. It's a tragedy, Manly. I've never seen the like of it before. An entire book altered until it's unrecognizable. You find this in the stacks? Yes. Right where it belongs, in with the rest of the Pattersons. Only this one, instead of being a taut thriller about 1950s Berlin, is the heartwarming story of two people finding love in the autumn of their lives. That's a pretty big change. That's nothing. The latest Joe Hill was changed into a long essay about local architecture. And Fifty Shades of Grey is now about growing cold-framed tomatoes. Yeah. Who could do something like this? Any decent bookbinder, of course. Mrs. Riley used to do binding here at the library, but she's been retired for years. Mm. Any clues? That's your job. I want this over, Manly. I want this criminal caught and all the books he's vandalized put right. Consider this your annual review. Meaning? Meaning if you don't catch this scum, you can hit the bricks. By walking on them. Effie was tough, it's true, but she didn't waste words. If she was threatening my job over this case, then it must be serious. So I started where anyone would, the book in front of me. The cover was classic Patterson, block letters in gold, a title that promised global intrigue. But when you cracked the spine, all that disappeared like cigar smoke in the wind. Most every page of the book had been carefully rewritten. Where Patterson's prose fit, the culprit kept it intact. Where it didn't, a thin layer of correcting fluid had been applied to the page, and new words written over with an old typewriter. A uh, Smith Corona, if I knew my vintage topography. The job was crude, but carefully, even lovingly done, as if the vandal wasn't really out to destroy the books, just change them. About the only thing criminal about the whole enterprise was the writing, which would have given my AP English teacher two strokes and a drinking problem. Bad? <sighs> you haven't read bad until you've read this drivel. Luckily, that wasn't my problem. I just had to focus on the book, not the words. And the book gave me plenty of clues. I didn't have a suspect yet, or a motive, but I did have a starting place, and he was right there in the library's basement. You busy, doghouse? Oh, hey, Lance. What can I do for you, do for you? Doghouse Riley, the library's resident custodial engineer, fix-it man, and in a pinch, amateur detective. What I didn't notice, Doghouse did, and despite his punch-drunk demeanor, he remembered everything. Done with the narration, Lance? Oh, you're a funny guy, Doghouse. Seen this? Uh, it's a book, ain't it? Two for two, Doghouse. You're a laugh right today. We've got a problem upstairs, and Boss Lady wants it over by yesterday. What's the beef? Just a Patterson, ain't it? Someone's messing with the collection. Take a gander at that book, and you'll see what I mean. Hey, this ain't right. No kidding. The word's been changed, been changed. I make it a correction fluid and typewriter job. Smith Corona, most likely. Yeah, could be. But how you gonna type into a hardbound book? How you gonna? book don't fit in no typewriter. It'll get all smushed like it would. Boss Lady thinks our crook has bookbinding skills. 
thinks the culprit, takes the book apart, types in the new words, then puts it back together. Uh, yeah. Could be. Something wrong? No, Lance. What could be wrong? Be wrong? So, we're looking for somebody with a whole lot of whiteout, a typewriter, and the ability to rebind books. That's about the size of it, yeah. You had a typewriter down here, didn't you, Doghouse? What? You accusing me, Lance? I thought we was friends we was. Put out the fire, no one's accusing you of anything. But I gotta cover all the angles, and I remember a battered manual sitting on your desk. Oh yeah, I got rid of that a long time ago. Used it to type envelopes for supply orders, I did. But I do all that with my phone now. Join the 21st century, huh? Can't live in the past, Lance. I get my mops and such from the dot-coms now, dot-coms. Yeah, that typewriter, though, it was... Yes, Lance? That typewriter sat right there on that spot, didn't it? What, here? On your desk, yeah. I suppose that's where it sat. I don't remember, honestly, honestly. Doghouse. Yes, Lance? There's dust all over this desk except where that typewriter sat. You can see a dust-free square just about the right size. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not much of a housekeeper. Where's the typewriter, doghouse? I told you, Lance, I got rid of it. Trash? Sure. You, Doghouse Riley, just threw out a working manual typewriter. Yeah, why not? Shame. Tom Hanks would pay a dime or two for an item like that. Yeah, well, live and learn, I guess. Uh, loved him in Forrest Gump. A classic. Yeah. Is that, that all you needed, Lance? Just one more thing. In all the orders you've done on your phone, any chance you've picked up a large quantity of whiteout? Whiteout? No, no, of course not. Who uses that stuff anymore, that stuff? Our mystery man does. Well, I can tell you I didn't order any whiteout for them. Now, if you'll excuse me, that radiator in the junior room ain't gonna fix itself, itself. Doghouse Riley's a friend. We've chewed the fat more than once. Even literally that one time when we set up the grill out back. But something was up with him now. He was cagey, evasive, and his yarn about tossing an old typewriter in the trash didn't hold water. Doghouse could fix, rebuild, or refurbish anything. His whole office was full of antiques that he'd brought back to life, and that dustless square on his desk said his typewriter hadn't disappeared recently. Not in the distant past like he made it. But I didn't figure it would be the book vandal. That idea couldn't stand up without crutches. Plus, Dog on Doghouse was as honest as a Michener is long, and when I'd asked him straight up, he'd, if he ordered a large quantity of whiteout, he looked me square in the eyes and said no. There was a piece I was missing and I knew where to find it, but it wasn't going to be easy. Come in. Well? well good afternoon to you too, boss. <sighs> Can the wisecracks, Manly. Have you put a stop to the vandalism around here? Relax, boss. The day is young. Look at that. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Ruined. What's the angle this time? Don't ask. Let's just say the boy who lived is now very focused on painting watercolors along the North Shore. Well, they probably taught painting at Hogwarts. Can the jokes? Why are you here? Got a lead on a suspect. Who? I'd just as soon not tell you in case things don't pan out. But I need access to the employee records. Think it's an inside job? 
Maybe. Who? Like I said, boss, I'd rather not. And I'd rather not give you access to the employee records. They're confidential. Do you want this solved or not? Not at that price. Accusing staff of such a heinous crime? Ridiculous. Get your can and gear, Manly, or get busy looking for another job. Being threatened with firing was certainly nothing new coming from Effie, but it felt a little different this time, and I could see her point. I was in charge of security around here, and someone was ruining books on my watch. Kind of an existential crisis for a gumshoe like me. I went back to my office and weighed my options. I didn't like how they added up, but I was getting desperate. So I turned out my office light, sat back in my chair, and waited. An hour or so later, I heard Effie Standish leave her office down the hall and lock up the library. I waited ten minutes, then went silently down to Effie's office. I got out my lockpicking kit, a souvenir from a previous life, and made ready to open Effie's door the hard way. That's when I noticed it was ajar. Someone had beaten me to it. A single flashlight strobed crazily all around the walls, giving me just enough light to make out a figure standing at the filing cabinets. I couldn't see who it was, but I could see he was digging in the cabinet's employee records section. He didn't see me yet, so I made with the cat feet and crept closer. I almost got right up on him, when the beam from a too bright tactical unit hit me square in the face. Hey! Stop in the name of library security! Ugh! I still hadn't seen him, but I knew he had a good right hook. I got up and staggered out the door to the hallway. There were two staircases, one to my left and one to my right, both empty. I tried to listen for any sign of him, but came up with zero. My head was still ringing, and the mystery man was gone. That's when I spotted a piece of paper down at my feet. Mystery man must have shed it making like Jesse Owens. I picked it up and couldn't believe what I was now holding in my hands. I had a solid case now, but I didn't like it. I went back into Effie's office to do what I originally came to do, and two minutes of rustling gave me all the info I needed. Back in my office, I mulled things over and decided the straight and narrow was the only way, so I rattled off an email telling the interested parties to meet me here in the morning. It was time to have this out. At 9 a.m. sharp, my office door was flung open by an angry librarian. We open in an hour, Manly, and I have things to do. Cool your heels, boss. Take the good chair. I plan to. You solved it? Yeah. Caught the monster? We'll see. You'd better, or this means your job. You've made that abundantly clear, but things should be coming together any second now. And right on schedule. Come in, doghouse. Hi, Lance. Good morning, Miss Standish. This again? Come on, Manly. You're barking up the wrong tree. There is no way doghouse would deface books. Is there, doghouse? Uh, of course not, Miss Standish. That's a crime it is, it is. You see? Look into his eyes. 
This man is as honest as the day is long. More than I can say for you, you cheap Seamus. Pack your bags, Manly. You're fired. Oh, gosh, Effie, that's a shame. Makes me all choked up thinking about leaving all my good friends here at the library. What's with the tone, Manly? Don't you know when you're not wanted? Oh, I'll miss you all, honest. Especially you, Doghouse. How about we shake? Uh, I, uh, gee, Lance, I'm gonna miss you too. What's with the bashful act, Doghouse? Give me your hand. Why are you keeping it behind your back like that? Oh, no reason. Just, uh, sanitation and stuff. No offense, offense. Doghouse, show me the hand. Well, all right. Here. Shake. I, I, I don't... Shake my hand, Doghouse. Well, Lance, if it's all the same to you, I'd just as soon give you a Boy Scout salute. What's all this about? For heaven's sake, Doghouse, just shake his hand so he'll leave. And there it is, Doghouse, practically in order. Put her there. Hmm? Did I hurt you? N- no. You see, that's funny, because I can see how badly swollen that hand is from here. I barely squeezed it, and you made like a vice was clamped on. What's the meaning of this? Doghouse hurt his hand, boss. He hurt it when he clipped my jaw last night in your office. What? I stayed late to get a look at those employee files, but someone beat me to it. Doghouse was in your filing cabinet when I came in. It was dark, so I wasn't sure it was him. We tussled. He clocked me. I got the bruise, see? And he's got the hand. I don't understand. If you look now, you'll see one of the Riley files is missing. Why don't we saunter over to your office and have a look-see? I don't know why you're spinning yarns, Manly, but you're all wet. See? There's Doghouse Riley's personnel file, and I found it right where it should have been. Right? But I didn't say Doghouse's file would be missing. I said a file from one of the Rileys would be. And I meant Doghouse Riley's mother and this library's former binder, Mabel. What? Mabel's been retired for years. It's the only thing that adds up. The key to it was all you, Doghouse. You and your famous honesty. I never lie, Lance. I never. Of course not. And that's what gave me a solution to this puzzle. Whoever defaced our books needed three things. A typewriter, a whole lot of correcting fluid, and expertise in bookbinding. Your mother had all three. You gave her your typewriter because, as you said, you didn't use it as much since you started ordering supplies online. And because you did all those online orders, it was easy to pick up a massive quantity of correcting fluid. I thought I was at a dead end when I asked you about ordering a whiteout. You remember what you said to that doghouse? Sure. I said no. I never did order that, I didn't. And that had me stumped until our little altercation in this office last night. You dropped something in your haste, doghouse. You dropped this receipt. Good lord. He ordered an entire gross of liquid paper. Yeah. I'd asked him about whiteout. That's a brand name of correction fluid, just like liquid paper is. That gave him just enough wiggle room to weasel out of a confession. I'm sorry, Lance. Really, I am. It's just... Ma. Uh Uh-huh. She misses the library, but 
She was getting to the point where she couldn't do the work no more, she couldn't. Not in the right way, anyways. Doghouse! I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, I am. You'd better come clean. Were you supplying her with the books? Uh, not exactly. I'd drive her to the library and she'd pick one off the shelf that she thought needed improving. At first, she did all the work down in my room. I caught her at it more than once, but she couldn't stop. What about the typewriter? I really did throw it out, Lance. I really did. But she found it by the dumpster and took it home, stealthful-like. That's where she's been working from for weeks. But how could she get the books? None of the defaced ones were checked out to her. I looked at the records. She just took them, boss. <gasps> no! Remember, she used to bring her work home with her, she did. In her mind, this ain't no different. She wasn't stealing the books, she was fixing them. Surely you tried to put a stop to this. Of course, but I can't watch her 24-7, can I? I'm sorry, Miss Standish. I'll clean out my desk. Hold on, Doghouse. Boss, you feel like hiring a new janitor this winter? I can't let this go, Lance. Sure, but see if you can't dance to this tune. Doghouse pays to replace the books his mother ruined, Ma Riley refocuses her activities, and we keep the whole thing quiet. Doghouse keeps his job, and the public never finds out about our little... discrepancy. But the books! She can't go on defacing them! Of course not. But how about we feed Mabel a steady diet of copies from the withdrawal sale? You're always complaining that shelf is too crowded anyway. Let her play with them for a while. No harm done. I don't know. Oh, come on, Effie. Her heart was in the right place. There weren't no malice. Right, doghouse? Oh, no. She didn't hate the books or nothing. She just thought they needed a little fixin'. You hear that, boss? Let Mabel fix the withdrawn copies of Clive Cussler, and she'll be happy. I don't like that you didn't tell me about this doghouse. Oh, gee, Miss Standish. It was my ma. Don't think on a too long, Effie. Our happy ending's right there. All you have to do is write it. It took a bit more convincing, but I got our boss to come around. Eventually, she saw that the best thing for the library was to feed Mabel Riley's editorial addiction with cast-offs. Then, pretend the rest of it never happened. It didn't hurt that doghouse putting a lot of um, unpaid overtime, and the stacks were now sparkling as a result. So, my job was saved for the time being, and all was right with the world. Everything except Doghouse, who took a few months to shake the guilt. Books are like people to librarians, and Doghouse was haunted with the feeling he'd betrayed someone. We never spoke of the case, but there were still times I catch him leaning on his broom, his eyes focused on a distant place only he can see. I couldn't do much for him in those moments. Just offer him a three-fingered Boy Scout salute, and he would smile and salute me right back. This has been Lance Manley and the Case of the Whiteout Wacko, brought to you by Too Bright. It's right there in the name. It's Too Bright. Lance Manny and a uh, library detective in the case of the Whiteout Wacko starred Caleb Silvers as Lance Manley. Justin Kaplow played Doghouse Riley. Diane Adams was Effie Standish. And Jeffrey Adams is your announcer. Written, directed, and sound effects by Jeffrey Adams based on characters suggested by Tom Perkins. 
Music was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the following songs. Dances and Dames, Faster Does It, Covert Affair, I Knew a Guy, and Hard Boiled, all licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More information at the website creativecommons.org. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we come back, we'll say hello to some of the folks that have written in on Facebook and on Spreaker. You are listening to Bundled Up Live right here on the Icebox Radio Theater. The IBRT's Threadless Store is now open. T-shirts, hoodies, even phone cases and protective face masks are now available at our very own merch outlet, iceboxradio.threadless.com. Choose from the IBRT logos, Scoop Sisters, Funny in a Small Town, Frozen Frights, and more. Then choose your merch. Clothing for men, women, and kids in a variety of colors. Accessories including buttons, stickers, mugs, and tote bags. Even notebooks and skateboards are available, and every sale helps the Icebox Radio Theater continue to bring the Northland's stories to the world. That's the Icebox Radio Merch Store at iceboxradio.threadless.com or just visit iceboxradio.org.